Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey, this episode is brought to you by you because you are a listener and you are the kind of people that support us via Patreon. So check it out, patreon.com slash that story show and see if you can support us. It would help us out a lot. Thanks. Hey! This is that story show, people. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. (laughs) I left her some guano. (laughs) Hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, episode 306, brought to you the week of July, no, August 1st, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James. Today is going to be a special episode. show because we weren't able to record this week so what i did is i went back to our very first years as podcasters and uh, pulled the best stories the best uh recaps uh the best weekly updates and uh, the best featured stories from the first four episodes and chained them all together and i hope it'll be something you enjoy it's a project i'm going to be working on um to put together more or less a, a yearbook or a compendium or a, a volumes of the best of uh, that story show and uh, make those available. So this is like a test thing. So if you enjoyed this, if, if you have any suggestions on how to make it better, uh, please let us know. Without any further ado, from episode one, Hallelujah, uh, this is... Uh, what we used to call nobody's listening. Enjoy. This week, uh, something crazy that happened to me. I was in Target. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Um, and all of a sudden, this guy comes up by me. He's like, "Hey, James," and I turn around, and it's it's Dennis. He's one of our. Uh, he's a guy I work with, and uh, at, at my church, and uh, and so I'm like immediately wanting to introduce him because my my family's all around. My sister in law, our sister and brother in law, my wife, and all these, and my brother. And so I'm like, hey, guys, have you met Dennis, you know? And so we're, they're doing introductions. Well, the thing is, and David knows this now, but may not have known it at the time, is Dennis only has one leg. Yeah, he from, got... From the knee down, he was in a... He was in a motorcycle, motorcycle accident seven years ago. lost his like leg from the knee down, wears a prosthetic, and he's really cool about it. And so I was wanting to show this off a little bit, so I start checking his legs. <laughs> I was wondering I start, what James was doing because he was tapping start, Dennis's right leg. I start kicking his both legs um, with my with my foot, and I found the one. You know, I couldn't remember which one it was, but I found one that was really hard. So I st- I start kicking it over and over and over again. So that the the point was so that the family would go, "What the heck are you doing? Why are you kicking this man's leg?" Dude, we're we're going about fifteen seconds into this, and finally he turns to me. He just says, pauses the conversation with everybody. Says, James, that's my real leg, dude. <laughs> All serious. It wasn't funny, James. You're kicking the wrong leg. It was horrible, <laughs> and I was immediately feeling so stupid because it's like he's like, I was gonna try to fake you out and and not do anything. He says, but it's uh, it started really hurting because you kept kicking <laughs> in the same spot. So yeah, I was just like horrified i hate getting in trouble i hate doing stupid stuff yeah it was pretty embarrassing because you were trying to show it off like i have a friend with half a leg and i'm kicking but, the but right the thing leg. is here at work everybody makes fun of him i mean because he's really cool about it but i never do and the one time i decide to to break my own rules <laughs> you mess up i kick the wrong leg <laughs> yeah and so it's terrible so i'm always going to stand it, it is his left leg this is yeah it is. so i'm always going to stand on that side and kick the other side i'm not repenting i'm just changing my ways there's a difference our future story is we call it Hallelujah. And basically, when James first moved to Kansas City, uh, he bought a ha- well, not when he first moved, but when he first got his new house in, 
in Kansas City here. Uh, we, he needs some help doing some stuff around the house. So we were in the bathroom uh, tearing a uh, door trimming out and all this stuff. And um, well, let me let me tell you that what what was going on. I had just recently gotten back from a missions trip to Mexico, and I had oh met, yes, I, I had met several people, including a, a Mexican pastor that, that obviously spoke nothing but Spanish, very very limited English, and had a Spanish speaking congregation. And I had the opportunity to go and, and just help them out, help them build their church and stuff. But I was telling David how people in in Mexico don't pronounce. Uh, the J's in their words, like Juan instead of like, you know, somebody ignorant would say John, you know, mm-hmm. uh, except this pastor. And I don't know if it's all, uh, Sp- if it's just a Spanish culture, Christian, you know, people that go to church would say this, but when he would say the word hallelujah, he would pronounce the J. I don't know how hallelujah is spelled, but it's something like J A H at the end. So instead of hallelujah, this pastor would say hallelujah. Yeah, so so James, you know, informed me of all this, and we're sitting there tearing the door trimming off, and he's like, "David, told me the whole story." He's like, and he's saying, "Hallelujah," and then he keeps going, "Hallelujah," and he gets and he gets louder and louder, "Hallelujah," and the thing is, baby, baby. I start laughing my butt off. So I'm singing just like that. Yeah, so I get up, and I'm walking down the hallway and laughing. I'm still singing. In the background. So, so go ahead and do like a very low hallelujah, and I'll keep telling the story. So he's singing in the background. I'm walking down. You can hear in the background. And then I'm walking past the front door, and this guy pokes his head into the door. It was the pest control guy. So I'm trying to stop laughing and talk to this guy, and James is doing this in the background. And I'm trying to figure out what do I say. I can't stop laughing to tell the guy what's going on. So I'm like, come in, follow me in. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. Okay, and this is where I have to take over because I'm standing on the sink in the bathroom fixing the bathroom and I'm singing at the top of my lungs suddenly my brother appears in the doorway red face tears streaming down his face laughing at anything so I'm like man I'm really funny I'm making this dude <laughs> laugh gets so I just go hallelujah <laughs> and that's when he steps to the side and the freaking pest, pest control, control guy with the weirdest look on his face steps into the room and I'm just going hallelujah He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were supposed to come today. I just said, dude, I'm stupid. (laughs) David is so stupid and laughing. We had so many stories like that because one time I was in the basement, and this wasn't planned, but it's just like that same deal. You were no good at helping me out at all when I was in trouble like that. You could have hollered different down the hall. Oh, my gosh. One time, all right, we're down in the basement. I'm ripping holes in the walls because I'm rerunning some cable. And I knew my wife was going to be upset because I had had to – punch holes like in the wall two, every two, two inch feet, squared two inch squares every two feet to find where this cable went so i could replace it and so i my plan was to be done by the time she got home from work but no she i i hear her at the door and i'm like david dude get to the door don't let her come down here so he goes up there and she comes up and she's like what's going on because he's looking guilty right and his response it's not Oh, you know, I'm just hanging out. You want to go get a soda? Hey, you know. No, he goes, nothing in the basement. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, Nothing Jen. at all. And she's immediately going, get out of the way! I'm coming out! <laughs> and then James is like, keep her up there! Oh, keep her God. up there! So, uh, thank God that half of what I did was like behind something, because she only saw like two of the four holes. She would have just died right there. Or Actually, I mean, you were you were putting your body against it. Beams so, of yeah. evil hate would have streamed from her eyes and burned my skull. Definitely. Definitely, but David's never really been there for me. No, like he should in that in that um, way. No, not really. Now we're going to episode two. Okay, my weekly update: and two things. Oh God. Um, one of them, I was reading the back of a uh, Burger King crown. Okay. T- this week. Uh, and it had interesting facts about kings and and how they got their power. Uh, historical facts. Historical. Yeah, it said something about on the back of a, a bird king. <laughs> well, it was a crown, so I crown. I assumed that they were giving us uh, practical tips about mm-hmm. you know because you never know when you're going to find historical facts. Anyway, it was uh, something. I wish I had it with me. I actually have it out in the car. I forgot to bring it in, but it uh, was talking about how uh, that 
you have to that a king has to wear his crown all the time that uh-huh. at any time somebody can decrown the king that he will not be the king anymore and i and that crown would be the king and that's something i didn't know and uh-huh. a matter of fact that uh, another another fact about kings is that if anyone um, d- or if a group if the group decides that the king is not a good king then they can grab the crown. they can grab the crown and the three second rule applies to where anyone that can put the crown on their head and and uh, and th- you know crown themselves king is the new king and I was totally blown away because I'm like dude you know I haven't su- I haven't studied culture <laughs> you know I haven't studied the way kings worked but I was like man that kind of makes sense you know because it would be hard to decrown a king because he has guards right maybe that's mm-hmm. why they have guards all the time mm-hmm. and uh, and anyway and then I I it, then oh. Then they said if two people crown themselves king at the same time, the way they would work that out is whoever had the closest birthday to December the 2nd. Okay, so wait, how, wait, how wait, would wait. there ever become two crowns? Well, that's the part that started throwing me. And then it also <laughs> said in parentheses that that was the date of the first Burger King. And oh. then I realized, David, something that made me feel really stupid is this was a game <laughs> You're an idiot. had to do with the crown. <laughs> That, that that kids were supposed to get together and it's wear like this King crown. The hill, though, the crown. I thought it was real. <laughs> I thought it was stinking I'm real. Glad you finished this. Start telling somebody next to you, Bernie. <laughs> Did you hear about the new King thing? They just Dude, I, I'm with? so glad I didn't say anything to anybody because I'd be like, I, I mean, I thought I was reading like Reader's Digest facts here. So you, you were know? sitting there enthralled I, by the information. I love in the back knowing of a stuff, crown. and I thought this was the way to. I thought this was the way to do it. But anyway, <laughs> and, uh, undoubtedly, I was completely wrong. Uh, so that was the first thing that I felt stupid about this week. Second thing uh, actually happened last Sunday. Yeah, and I, you told me about this. Yeah, I work with uh, I work with kids uh, at our church for a living. I'm a, I'm a kids pastor of all things. Um, but I was talking to some parents, and I had a little girl that's not quite in my in my class yet. She's a little thing, and she, uh, I just love her to death. She loves me to death, and she gave me a little hug around the leg, which is pretty typical. But I'm talking to her parents, and and she's down there just you know I guess looking around at things that her eye level <laughs> because the next thing I know I get honked <laughs> and I had to ask James what honked meant she um, she pinched the package <laughs> <laughs> she's a little four year old girl and she she didn't cling or, or linger it was just a quick little honk and and my eyes got big because her dad immediately knew what had happened I just kind of went ooh you know and jumped back a little bit and uh, and and he's like he just looks at me and says well that's what kids do and I'm like okay <laughs> and we mine. finished our conversation before he left I'm like uh, tell her to wash her hands or something <laughs> so yeah I got honked Sunday yeah, I didn't just, know what honked meant until James oh, I think I might have made that up but that's a suitable word for it David and I decided to tell the story uh, that happened one time he used to live with us back before he went off to Phoenix. Uh, he came out for a while before he went off, and uh, he was working as a valet. Yeah, I, I worked from 6 p.m. to 5 o'clock in the morning. And sometimes it was sooner. Sometimes yeah. it was like 3 or 4, but I would get in the habit of waiting up for him and hanging out with him. And uh, <laughs> so so anyway, this I, one. <laughs> I get home, and I uh, I'm because everybody's asleep. You know, my room is right next to their room, so I was like t- tiptoeing into my room. And I, no, no, no! You got to start from the beginning, okay? Because you came in and the the room, the house was oh, dark. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. House was completely dark. He goes straight into the bathroom at the top of the stairs from the from the front uh, door, and I immediately think I'm going to scare the living crap out of this guy. So I went and I. Uh, you were sitting on the couch, weren't you? I was sitting on the couch, I didn't but he see didn't him. see me. He went into the bathroom, and so I stood inside the the living room, right where he would see me in the moonlight, mm-hmm. so that when he saw me, oh, and then I grabbed a black T-shirt, and I wrapped it around my face so that I could see through it, but I, he would just see a black... Uh, a black-faced freak, you know, standing in the moonlight. But then it re- I realized about halfway into waiting for him that he would be coming out of a lit bathroom into a dark room. He would no, not be able to see, see anything. anything. And sure enough, he opens the door, immediately takes a left turn down the hallway uh, opposite of me, turns his back to me, and begins to walk down. Well, he didn't see me. He wouldn't even have saw me if well, the lights had been it, on. The thing is, I had my cell phone out looking That's down right. the ground. He was using his cell phone. He turned off the, the light. He didn't want to wake anybody up in the house. He's using his cell phone as a flashlight looking at the ground. Well, I know this because I come up behind him. 
in the hallway and I'm going to scare him but I can't go down the end of the hallway because my wife is sleeping <laughs> in the next him. room and she would kill me <laughs> so he goes into his room with a little flashlight and then he turns around well, I just decided to stay in there. I'm bare, I'm barefoot, bare legs, got a pair of black shorts, a black shirt, and this black shirt around my face. All I can tell you is I see this cell phone square coming down the hallway, looking, you know, pointed at the ground, kind of just looking back and forth, back and forth. Dunna. All of a sudden, the cell phone light like, stops, Dunna. and I hear. Dunna. Hold on, David. <laughs> I hear. I'm just going to tell you this in pieces. Yeah. I hear him go, <laughs> and while he makes that noise, if you could imagine a cell phone moving back and forth, and that's all you can first see. of all, just a little bit, like it's like a triangle upside down, and then it goes up my legs and up my waist <laughs> and up to the top, and it gets broader and broader and broader. <laughs> and then he so tell tell them now your perspective of that event right there. Yes, yeah, so I I turned around, I went the room turned back around i didn't even have the light on in the room and so i came out the hallway and then once my beam of light hit the feet of this man that just broke into our house i am sitting there I'm like holy god this is it jen sleeping jen, how can i yell and one not get in trouble but then get up to my get call 911 or something i don't care if they hit but just call 911 so i go up his legs and shake i'm like ah! and i start flipping out and i go look at i get to the head of this man his arms are pressed against the side of the hallway so I can't get out either way. He's a big man. I'm like, oh, he's all dressed hey. in black. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, so so he has this, this shirt over his face. It looks like he's a ninja. I'm like, a ninja man just broke into our house and is about to kill me with his cell phone in my hand. Oh my gosh. And, and then once I saw his face, it took two seconds later of, with the Because I, I, I ripped off yeah. the mask. Because because my first words out of my out. mouth was, shut, shut up! Shut up! Shin sleeping. If you're going to die, do so quietly. <laughs> That was a hard. Oh my one. god! But that cell phone just starting little little one inch. Oh yeah, shakes, it was like shaking, and then it goes up and it's like three feet by the time it gets <laughs> to my head. I was trying to get the full picture. What's my escape plan? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible, guys. It was horrible. I because I was actually scared. So like even afterwards, uh. I still like even when I went to sleep, I still thought that there's a man outside <laughs> my door waiting for me to come out with my cell phone. It was not cool, kids. It wasn't the only time we ever got scared either. No, no. Way. One time it was late like that, and we were sitting uh, at the dinner table talking. Lights on, the whole thing. Jen's asleep in the other room. Um, we're just talking, and the uh, we've always had problems, or we had in the past with our uh, uh, f- was it smoke detector, smoke detector beeping, yeah. like the battery was dead. So I pull the goofy thing off the wall and I put it on the table. Well, no, it was the, the first thing we were sitting there talking and it went off and I didn't hear it before, but it scared the mess out of me. <laughs> and I was like, it's three o'clock in the morning. The, the blinds were opened in the kitchen, sliding glass doors like, oh God, oh God. So then James went and got it and go ahead, James. Well, anyway, so we put it on the table and uh, we're sitting there talking and about five minutes later again, beep, and it scared the mess out of us uh-huh. again. We just go, Ugh! and uh, so I'm like, dude, they're, I'm going to take the battery out. But then right before, I got all kind of tripped out because I'm like, what if there's no battery? What if it be? <laughs> no well, hold on. But I pull it open, and there is a battery, and I take it out. And then, and then we start like, oh, wouldn't that be so freaking yeah, scary? In the midst if, of all if that. If it beeped again. So we're talking and hanging out, and blah, blah, blah. Five minutes later, guys, I swear to God, it beeped. <laughs> we jumped <laughs> we, I up. I fell on the floor. <laughs> We were all flipping out, man. <laughs> I was like, you just told me it wouldn't Demon be. possessed. <laughs> Rebuke it. It was scary as mess. Oh, my goodness. So uh, so anyway, that uh, that was, I imagine to this day, it was because there was just enough power left in the wiring yeah. to where it made the thing beep. Uh, well, the thing is, when it beeped, it wasn't like a beep. It was like a beep. <laughs> it scared the crap out <laughs> Here's one thing I will give you. If you really want to tell good stories, you don't have they don't have to be true, but they need to be they need to be birthed in truth. Yes. You need to learn to lie like the devil lies. Yes. You start with something Amen. true and then you just monkey Amen. the whole thing up. Stepping into episode 3, the the story for today, <laughs> I I chose to call it The Basement Ghost Man. There you go. Because when I first okay, I have to give you the backstory first. It all revolves around telling this story to a group of teenagers who stayed the night in my basement, okay? Um, but it all started 
in truth. Last week we told you the best way to tell a lie is to wrap it and start it in truth. Yeah. So here's the truth. And then I lie like the devil. <laughs> exactly. I when I first that. moved into my house, I went in the basement and I opened a pair of French doors into where the uh, the water heater and stuff yeah. are. And something swished past my head and landed on the floor next to me. I looked down and I swear to you, there was a three foot metal cross that fell out of the okay, unfinished was, ceiling. Was it, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, on the no, cross? No, no, no. Okay. This was this was filled with concrete, like it was taken off of the side of a crypt. Ooh. I kid you not. So, Do you still have that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I got rid of it, because that was just <laughs> freakish. It was just freakish. Okay, so there's the truth. So these guys are staying in our basement, and I decide to tell them about this and, and elaborate on it. So I told them everything I just told you. And then I said, well, guys, and it's dark in the basement and all this. I said, guys, just a few weeks later, you know, the, in the coming weeks, I started hearing things. Okay. And, I was with James when he was telling this. Yeah. So okay. anytime, David. Okay. Uh, now that you've, you, the listener, has put David into the, the, the guy you don't know what he looks like, you've now put him into the, the scene. <laughs> anyway, so I'm telling these guys, uh, where was I? Anyway, I said in, 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 I said in the in the coming weeks, I started hearing things as I would move things in my my couch, my furniture, and I would just little hear little whispers, and uh, they would sound something like "Go away, not here," and you know they're freaking out. So, uh, but then I so one day I said, guys, I I knew I had heard something. I knew that it wasn't Jen, it wasn't anybody in the house. It was a voice. And I knew I'd offended someone, someone that lived in this home. <laughs> and so, guys, I, I, I decided that I would speak to the voice. And I said, what have I done? <laughs> and the voice said, you must leave. <laughs> now, if you want to tell stories like that, all you have to do is talk while you're sucking in air. It's yeah. the freakiest sounding thing you've ever heard. The thing is, when James is telling this, you know, first teenagers were like, oh, whatever, dude. James just messed with us. They got their serious. eyes got bigger and bigger, and they just started being really quiet. Because they're in the basement where I'm telling this story. Their hands are on happened. their lap like a proper person would do. Like and little kindergarten kids. <laughs> listening to the teacher. Anyway, I said, so... You know, I, I told the guys, I'm like, okay, that pretty much freaked me out. So I stay out of the basement for a couple of days, but it's a, it's a live-in basement, meaning it's carpeted. It's, it's where we we're going to yeah. set up. So I'd go down there. It's the same basement where we knock, and I we knock the holes in the wall. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and I think that was from the, the pilot episode. Was it? They haven't heard. Oh, crud. Or maybe it was episode one. It was a Hallelujah story, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, a little inside baseball for those of you that have heard episode one. Anyway, so, uh, I keep getting interrupted, dude. <laughs> Who's interrupting? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Uh, ah! Now that clipped. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, you went downstairs. It's living. Okay, I go. I go downstairs, and I start hearing, of all things, hymns. Hymns. Oh, man. Sing, And at this point, these are little Christian boys, okay? <laughs> so they're getting really freaked out. And so I said, guys, I said, uh, and I, I don't know if it, those of you that go to church know that, that the hope of every Christian young boy or young girl is the name of Jesus <laughs> yes, to combat the forces of evil. So I said. It's like, I wish I was home. I wish I was home. Yeah. So, yeah, th there's no place like home. So I said, guys, what I did is when I heard this, I heard them mocking our songs. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I want you to leave. That name means nothing to me. <laughs> and oh my God, you'd have thought I just killed their parents. Those guys <laughs> just, a full body shiver went through them. Because that is like the ultimate power. <laughs> a cold breeze set into the basement. <laughs> according, to the, according to all of us. But I said, so guys, the only way. The only way that you can combat, the only thing that worked against this, shit, this spirit, this, this demon thing, was using your prayer. You have to pray in tongues. You have to <laughs> use your prayer language, guys. You have to speak in an unknown tongue, and that confounds the, the enemy in it, and it leaves for a time. But, guys, you know, he doesn't hurt anything. He doesn't bother anything. He's not moving stuff. He's not messing with my wife. It's just me. And so I don't really mind it. So, guys, if you hear this tonight, if you're down here and you're trying to sleep and you start hearing, oh, man. 
I said, just just speak in your prayer language. <laughs> and if you don't have one, just make up something. So, <laughs> just totally like jack with their, everything that their poor little Christian hearts hold dear. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, David and I are both Christians, so yeah. uh, we've just we've been there long enough to where you know some things are a little funny and you have to laugh at them, otherwise. Yeah, it's not it's not good. But anyway, so if you're offended, send us an email and I'll explain it all to you. But the point was to scare the mess out of these boys. So we leave the room and I'm like, David, there's got to be more. We can't, you know, because you leave them in there just to be afraid. So I went and got a torch, a propane, torch. a propane torch, a small one. And so here's what the boys hear on the other side of the room, because I like this thing and they hear. <laughs> the thing is, the door was closed. Yeah, we're outside the door. They're in there sleeping. We gave them like 20 minutes to go to sleep to, or try to. You know they weren't. They were in yeah. there talking. There was a couple of them. One of them on the floor, one of them on the couch, another one on the floor. And they hear that sound, and we open the door, and this all they see is this blue flame come <laughs> dancing into the, into the room. You couldn't hear a sound. I expected them to scream or something. So in a few seconds, I felt so guilty. I just flipped the light on. As I told you, there were two on the floor, one in the bed. There was a large black teenager <laughs> hugging a small white boy. <laughs> the small white boy had definitely jumped up into the arms of this big man, this big young man. And they were holding each other like like their life depended on it. And the one boy on the floor was just quaking. He and, had the covers pulled over his head. He, was he just looked like a mummy death. on the ground. <laughs> so anyway... Okay, so that's that's the story of the uh, the basement ghost man. But uh, we we told you we'd tell you a couple of them, and we took this story. I took this story to camp to a teenage camp. Yeah, I wasn't uh, there for that because I I do ministry in other places, and uh, there's these teenagers, and they wouldn't sleep, and I went in to holler at them. But in this, anyway, ended up t- started to tell them the story about the one I just told you, mm-hmm. and I told them I said. I, this is what I added at the end. I'm like, but the thing is, guys, even though we joked with those guys, the story's true. This thing, it, it's, but, but, but until now, it has stayed at my house. Okay. So these guys are all in bunk beds. There's about 30 of them. And, uh, and, and, and they're all over there in the dark. A couple of them are sitting on, on the ground in front of me, Dave. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, I say, uh, yeah, until until recently, he's been staying. You know, we made a deal, a partnership, a pact, a deal that he is allowed to stay in our home, but he cannot venture out. <laughs> you use words like venture, and it freaks him out. So then suddenly, I look, I focus on an imaginary object about three feet behind the kid that's sitting at my feet, and I say, and I and I get a teary voice like this. I say, no. No, you promised. You said you wouldn't follow me here. And the kid at my feet just stood up like a cat, like a black cat got freaked out. He started scooting to the left on his booty. I don't even see, see him move, so his cheeks must have just been flipping back and forth. Did, uh, did he turn around at all? No. He was so scared he couldn't, he turn couldn't move. He couldn't move his neck. So I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, come with me. Leave them alone. They haven't done anything. And tears are coming out of my eyes at this point because I'm just I'm totally into the moment. And I grab the door. I'm like, come with me, please. Don't come on them. And then outside in the hallway, I start yelling at this thing, this imaginary thing. And the guys inside are just totally freaking out. So... In a minute, I go back in and I'm like, guys, I was just jagging away. The whole thing's fake. You know, I, I'm, I got a heart, you know, but they don't believe me that it's fake at this point. <laughs> so I start telling them about the demon possessed uh, fire, fire alarm that we told you guys about last week, I think. And uh, I got through telling that story and they had a good laugh, you yeah. know, because it was a, I needed to soften it up a little bit. And I go to bed. Well, my buddy Nick is in there. And he happens to – they're talking about the story and they're jacking around and they're laughing and, and cracking on each other for being scared and talking about the demon-possessed fire alarm. My my buddy Nick, he's on the top bunk and he sees a fire alarm next to him, a little fire, smoke detector, my bad. Yeah. And he hits the test button. <laughs> I'm in the other room. I'm I'm just sitting there listening to him, kind of kind of laughing to myself. All of a sudden I hear – 30 guys peed themselves at one time. <laughs> and I laugh so hard. I'm 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 sleeping in there with other adult leaders and I'm just trying not to laugh out loud. But my gosh, it was so funny. So stinking funny. The story goes like this that that Dave uh was sleeping in the bed and he was having great dreams about hammocks and sunsets and and all this Dave kind of was. stuff. 
Dave was, okay. yes. And he wakes up all confused. Mm. He looks at the clock. It's like four something in the morning. He's thinking, is it too late? Should I go ahead and get up? Cause he gets up pretty early. Uh, should I go back to bed? Whatever, whatever. He, he drifts off into sleep again. He wakes up and his wife's feet are in his back. So he begins to try to move her and he's like, what in that? How in the world is she contorting into this position to have her feet in her back? And he realized the feet are too small. Apparently his wife has big feet. Oh my God. Wow. She got skis, dude. Beth. Beth, Beth is her name. I remember Beth. Yeah. I, she does not have big feet. Actually, if I re- recall, they're actually so small that they have to build chalks <laughs> for her shoes. Like, like the geishas. The geishas. <laughs> oh, geishas. James, come on. The geishas. Anyway, so the feet belong to his son. And okay, his son so was in the just, bed with they him. Were just, oh, okay. He's probably four or five. I don't know. I don't know the details. This Why is the quality <laughs> that we put into our show. The care it's that we give to our listeners. of quality. The important thing is those feet belong to his son. So he, he moves the feet and he goes back to sleep. He wakes up in a few minutes, maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he's dreaming about hot tubs and warmth. And he, he wakes was up, so warm. He wakes up and he realizes he has peed himself. Dave uh, is wet. How old is Dave? He's 33 does, at this does point. Does he need some good nights? And, and he had peed himself. And then the next thought hit him, oh my God, I have peed on my son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 33 and I've not only peed myself, I've peed my boy. <laughs> my poor boy is sleeping here innocently. I've urinated. <laughs> His clothing is now yellowish <laughs> because I have peed on him. I'm a grown man, peed on my son. <laughs> how, do you, how do you continue? They're going to put him up for adoption. <laughs> anyway, he reaches over and his son is saturated with urine, top and bottom. Dave is carefully. <laughs> carefully. It's so disgusting. Dave has noticed that only his buttocks is covered in urine. <laughs> so he realizes that unless he's peeing out of his honey... <laughs> that his son has actually peed on the both of them. So that is Dave's story. Oh, wow. Luke peed on me. He didn't finish the story. I really wanted him to go into great detail about how he uh, he, he, he cleaned himself up and, and was able to teach his son a valuable lesson, how they you know people become blood brothers. These guys had obviously become urine brothers. brothers. <laughs> so. This new form of DNA. Time for episode four. We were living in Georgia at the time, and back behind the house was like a little swamp. I think I remember telling you about this. It was a little swamp, but when it rained a lot, it got about a foot, foot and a half deep. Well, me and John believed that if you wore cowboy boots, they were like water boots. They're waterproof. They're, no water could get in there. And then we actually paid pay, play paper, rock, scissors to see how to get into an old cooler, <laughs> and we were going to push each other through this water. So, so one of you were in boots. I was in boots trekking through, and the other ones in a in a in, in a, a cooler like a, a boat, like yeah, a boat, like a yeah. Like now, a boat. Why did you need somebody to hold the cooler? Because Donna would fall over because it it didn't have a ballast. <laughs> it, it, it didn't have nothing. So uh, we paid paper boxes who had to get in the in the the makeshift yacht. Okay, and uh, so he gets up in there. He lost, and so I start pushing him, and I start freaking out because there's water coming into my boots, and there's not supposed <laughs> so to be. Not and so I freak out. I let go of Jonathan. He falls into this mucky, nasty. This is a retaining pond behind a high <laughs> it was school. Disgusting. It had trash and dead snakes in it. It did? Yeah. Oh, God. Probably dead teenagers, too. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I pushed him. Like, it was one of those deals where I was pushing him, just, and then ah! I kept pushing him and let go. <laughs> so he, like, coasted off, like, coming around the corner and flipped out of that sucker. By the time he got up standing up in the water, I was already halfway home. <laughs> I got, like, a freaking five gallons of water in my boots. So I came in, and Mom was like, what are you doing? As the water is running out of my boots into the kitchen floor, nothing, uh, nothing. Why is there water in your boots? Uh, n- nothing, nothing. I was watering the dog. You know, you make up some crap to get away. Then Jolly comes in carrying the, the <laughs> cooler. Wet. Why'd you leave me? Why'd you leave me? And he smells all that nasty swamp water. It was horrible. He's got a ring of, of, of filth around his shoulders. <laughs> Algae. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, see, that's the worst thing. That that was in Georgia, and Georgia is close enough to Florida, at least southeast Georgia is. And uh, dude, those retaining ponds are where mosquitoes breed, and and snakes, water moccasins, dead raccoons. Uh, People go and scrape their watermelon rinds out there. (laughs) Yeah, they do. It's gross. (laughs)
Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, so you thought you had waterproof boots. I thought I had waterproof boots That on. was the beginning of the problem. Now, now, the other part I heard you say is you guys matched for it with paper, rock, scissors. Yeah. And he lost. Mm-hmm. So he had to get in the boat. That was the more I would risk. rather have... <laughs> more risk yeah, I, would rather, I would rather get my shins wet okay, to get you. my whole body okay wet. i was just thinking since the boots were probably the the least watertight <laughs> well, of the, the two well the thing is i always knew what he was going to throw the first time <laughs> he was predictable he threw scissors every time. <laughs> so i'd get him on that first one real fast <laughs> i'd come around for two and three and finish them all does jonathan listen to this podcast i don't think so good i told him <laughs> I was in a drama one time mm-hmm. in Macon, Georgia, and it was good drama, but there was oh, a suicide scene. There was a suicide scene where a chick uh, was supposed to do all this uh, talking about how she wanted to kill herself, and she's kind of just doing a monologue, you yeah. know, and it's it's trying to keep teens from wanting to kill themselves, but she's got this gun in her hand the entire time, and this is just practice, okay? The first time she's ever done it, and dude, she is awesome. She is just, I mean, tears are coming out of her eyes. She's screaming at the right time. She's not... If she wasn't so good, you'd think she was like overacting. But I mean, you felt it. She, chills were going down my spine as mm-hmm. she started talking about the things in her life that she wanted to end. And she puts the gun up to, gun up to her head, and then boom, she pulls the trigger. Ooh, it's a it's a it's a it's a blank. I mean, a blank. Yeah, but, but it's a live blank, and it's just as loud as a real gun. And immediately, she drops the gun and grabs the side of her head. And the guy, stain? the guy directing. The, the thing comes up on the stage. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, he's screaming at her yeah. like it, he was kind of a jerk. But uh, turns out she was not supposed to shoot it in her head. Oh. There was supposed to be – they were supposed to turn the lights off. A, a, a stagehand was supposed and, to come up, okay. grab the gun, go two foot back, put, pull the trigger. So the crowd saw the flash like it was near her head, right? She didn't, nobody told her this. Real she smart. blew that thing off. And I, I swear she, she probably – She powder burn, didn't she? I don't know. Ooh. She had sideburns, so you couldn't really tell. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> On both sides of her ear, they were they were like donut hair donuts, like Princess Leia with a hole in the middle. Okay. Anyway, so uh, anyway, she she dude, I it was just you just felt it. Yeah, that's and not I don't think she with. could hear in stereo for quite a while for like three days but she still went on to do the show and what was great about that is they didn't have to pull the gun back next time <laughs> she couldn't hear it <laughs> have we done the gun yet <laughs> hello yes sally we did it three minutes ago my right blinker's not working anymore i turn it and i don't hear anything so. <laughs> and finally episode five it was just the other day and i came into my office and i was alone and mm-hmm. so I did something that people tend to do when they know they're you all sing. alone. No. I farted. You did what? I farted big time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having doing doing that for a while. Like all my whole life pretty much. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought it was safe, you know, and I, yeah. there would be time there's 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 an inlet and an exhaust vent right in my office so there's like lots it's of circulation. circulation yeah. So I think I'm okay. So I rip one. <laughs> so anyway, immediately a sweet little lady named Jackie who who cleans our offices appears at oh, the door. Oh gosh. She's the sweetest thing in the world. This lady is made out of sugar and spice and everything nice, you know, the whole thing. Just sweet little old lady. And she's she's like, I'm here to get your trash. And I immediately jumped up, grabbed my trash can, said, man, uh, I'm, Jackie, I'm going to bring it to you this week. <laughs> and I thought she'd think that was nice. I was going to be all smooth. She, she goes, she gets up. this confused look on her face. Why are you doing this? And I'm like. Oh, nothing, Jackie, as I'm trying to pull the clothes, the door closed behind mm-hmm. me. Uh, I just wanted to bring it over. And she suddenly gets this look of realization on her face. Her eyes get big. Her mouth goes open. She goes, you tooted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally punched her in the shoulder. I was like, Jackie. I was trying to be all, you know, under the table, all smooth about it and stuff. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's turned eight years old right in front of me. She's like, and then she looks at me. She goes, I, didn't, I just never imagined you doing that. Well, she, everybody she, does it. Because she goes to the church, you know, and I guess pastors don't fart. No. But, uh, of course not. And, well, they, they don't on Sundays. Not on Sundays or not, Wednesday nights. Or Wednesday nights, but pretty much any other time it's okay. Uh, the 11th commandment allows for it. Yes. And David, what I decided to do was I wanted to tell them the story of our tire swing in Yulee, Florida. Oh, the torture chamber. <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's what we called it. The things we're not supposed to speak of. Hold on. 
<laughs> okay, we had this amazing rope swing. I remember it completely differently than he did because I was 10 years older. <laughs> but this pine tree was huge. I mean, that's there's only two kinds of trees in Florida, pine trees and oak trees. And this was a pine tree 100 miles up in the air. Big old giant rope hanging from the only branch this thing had. It leaned just perfectly, and it's hard to explain. But if you got in it, there was a board, okay? I'm sorry, a tire on this on this thing, and you could uh, sit on top of the tire, somehow get up behind the tree, push off, and do flips and stuff in the air as you rotated in a circle back to the other side of the tree where you could time it perfectly every time put your feet on the tree and push off and go back and we just do that for hours Mm -hmm. that was before you were allowed to come outside yeah you and john and then after that after that the tire uh fell off or something and we put a big loop at the end of this thing and realized that a 50 gallon metal drum okay it was metal fit perfectly in this, uh, maybe it was plastic. We had plastic ones and metal ones. I think it was a metal one though. But anyway, we, we, it fit perfectly inside this loop. And so we began to insert, uh, Jonathan and David, who <laughs> must have been four, five, six yeah. years old into this barrel and swing them around. Okay. Just push them around and it was fun and all this stuff. But then David, if you remember carefully, <laughs> we began realizing that if you spun this thing, Hard enough. In in a circle, you know, it could make them dizzy. So we'd have fun doing that. But then we were like, no, 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 not just spinning it back and forth. Let's wind this thing up like a, like a balsa wood airplane. And dude, we one time wound this thing up with them in it so tight that there were knots up in the rope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Where there wasn't rope. It was just a series of knots. It was three or four feet higher off the ground oh, yeah. than it usually was. We had these boys in there. And we let it go, and this thing was like this. It was like a speed of light. It was like a, it was a blur. What it was a big circle, just hanging at the end of a string. And we would laugh so stinking hard. David, I want you to give. I want to give you the opportunity to explain what this was on like. My on my side of the story, yes. being tortured by my old sisters inside the barrel of doom. Well, the thing is, and we started out nice and fine. We were all mean, jolly, all giggling inside like four year olds should. And then, because um, four year olds aren't supposed to and, be and tortured, then, and then it was just like loss. The, all the grown ups <laughs> went to go talk. Me and John were sitting there next to the bucket, and they came back. Hey guys, you want to try something new? Yeah, we we want to we want to worship thy older brothers and sisters. <laughs> you guys loved us. We did. So y'all put us in the in the bucket again, and we're sitting there, and we're like, "This would be so cool, Jonathan," and all this stuff. So then they start turning us. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't going that fast. You know, they were just round, wounding us up. Yeah, yeah. Well, after you notice your elevation, your ears start popping, and then you get <laughs> higher and higher off the ground. And then they're like, "Okay," and they let us go. Well, the thing is, when a bucket has people in it, it's pretty much sitting straight up. Right? It's yeah, like yeah, up and vertical, down. Like yeah. It, yeah. So you can get out of the top of it. Well, by this thing going spinning all the way around, it was horizontal, <laughs> horizontal. to the hor- to the, to the bushes. So when we were spinning around, we saw yours, Amy's, and Leanne's faces. <laughs> we were laughing. We're like, <laughs> you guys were plastered to the back. The thing we couldn't move. <laughs> Centrifugal force. We couldn't move. You, and you guys were crying. I always see the light. I see the light, and I try to see my hand go up to the light to grab the end. It gets slapped myself in the face because of gravity slaps me. <laughs> you guys. I couldn't move. You would just be crying in the barrel. And I don't know why it seems so twisted now, but it was the funniest thing in the world. And when oh. it was over, the best part—oh, shut up! The best it. part is that they, they, we, the barrel would go back down to vertical again, yeah. where the opening was at the top, and the, and and they would, we'd try to get them out, and they couldn't move, and so we would just pick up the end of the barrel and dump just dump out. them out on the ground, and they would just <laughs> lay there, however they fell, like two rag dolls, just moaning, like oh. <laughs> We look like two old dogs that were having seizures. Every time I look up, y'all would be moving. I would try to go to y'all. <laughs> and they the would keep backing spinning. up. They would keep backing up. They were so dizzy. James, watch, watch. And you know what? The sad thing is we did that so many times. That's wonder I get woozy on roller coasters and stuff that So you think it would have built up a tolerance. You should be able to be like an astronaut no. on that spinning gyration thing that makes people's faces bend back. You'd be like smoking a cigarette or something. Just like, yeah, turn it up, man. 
<laughs> none compared uh, to my brother. I just close my weird. eyes and see y'all. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, that was so fun. Uh, oh, dude, that thing just spin around vertical, horizontal rather. Uh, I mean, it was parallel with the ground, dude. <laughs> you, it was, and and the the rope would be spinning so fast too that it looked like a like a like a a bowstring. If you ever take yeah, a rope yeah. and just hold it and spin it around, yeah. oh my goodness. It was horrible, dude. Because the and thing you guys is, you would be so in there sick, going, you could, you'd hear she <laughs> <laughs> went around. And the opening would come past your head. <laughs> the thing is, I, and you I, couldn't hardly talk, so you didn't even know how to say. Our stop. lungs were in, in my butt cheeks. <laughs> Every time I sat down, I got out of breath. <laughs> freaking laugh oh i'm crying uh, me too uh, oh god it hurts when you laugh that hard oh all right i hope you ain't driving y'all yeah uh, because y'all just ran off the road and killed you on self <laughs> hopefully the police officer the ambulance people are listening <laughs> they'll die with a smile on their face anyway oh man god oh. wasn't our fault officer nobody listens to our podcast <laughs> that's why we call it nobody's listening I have a story from a friend of mine, actually, named John. Mm-hmm. Okay? He says that after listening to the Basement Ghost Man episode, he heard about, uh, and he heard about David's, uh, Dave's son, Luke, peeing on him. He thought he had to bring this story. Uh, he said he was on a youth group trip when he was 16 or 17, and his youth group had uh, was very racially diverse. Mm-hmm. So um, there were some white kids trying to fit in with the uh, racial diversity Try and and uh, so here's the deal. Some kid named Bill was uh, trying to be very cool and trying to be all hardcore like a gangsta. Okay, mm-hmm. and so he was always talking using the word dog. It's like okay, dog. All right, dog. I mean, the youth yeah. pastor's name was Dog, as far as this guy knew. So anyway, uh, at one point they were over and uh, having a sleepover at some youth camp, and it turned out that this guy Bill uh, was in the room with the youth pastor at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which happened to be John's brother. And he wake youth pastor guy wakes up in the middle of the night, and there he he immediately smells this horrid poo poo smell. Oh God! Because there's poo poo. He notices all over the floor trailing, and he thinks, "Oh my goodness, an animal got in here and has taken uh, a huge dump all over the, uh, the 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 room." There, he follows it to the bathroom. And realizes it's in the bathroom, but then he follows the poop back the other way, and it's leading, and he sees the smell getting stronger right in Bill's bed. So this is undoubtedly the source of the poop, and he's wondering what the mess is going on. How did this happen? So he wakes up Bill. He's like, Bill, what's going on? And Bill looks around. There's poop on the floor leading up to his bed. There's poop all over him. And he goes, I don't know, dog. I don't know. And every he still had to keep his little persona going. Uh, he says he spent most of the night... Uh, uh, cleaning up what uh, nobody ever fessed up to. Fortunately for Bill, he was in the room with his brother by himself, and nobody heard the story except for John uh, later on. But I just think it's hilarious uh, that uh, oh. this guy was able to keep his cool, even though he had undoubtedly done the most ungangster like thing possible. <laughs> he messaged all, which was to poop on himself. <laughs> Things on. You know what you need to do? You need to t- you need to talk about you need to put that guitar down and you need to tell us about the ice, the high speed chase. I don't know why I keep trying oh, to think it's ice. Crap, Matt, Matt would totally kill me. Yeah. Okay, my first year in uh Phoenix, mm-hmm. Masters, whatever you want to call it. You can edit that. Um I uh with my leaders, my f- Matt Hyatt, or who cares, Matt just <laughs> killed him. Got him killed by some crazy person. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Let's see you in heaven. Here's in heaven. That's all I got to say. Um, my two friend Matts, we uh, we got in the parking lot where there wasn't no pavement yet, and we started doing donuts in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, well in Phoenix you can't do that. 
because you can't do that anywhere because the dirt has a fungus in it Ooh. and it'll get people sick in that area. Well, that was so kind of you to do that. It was. We killed a couple stray cats, but um, <laughs> so when we were doing donuts, we couldn't see anything. We see this big uh, church bus whiz past and start yelling, "Hey, y'all need to stop doing that! Y'all need to stop doing that!" And Matt is like, "Everybody, put your seatbelts on!" We took <laughs> off down Cave Cave. We were right in front of the church, and and the the big bus started following us. <laughs> a <laughs> giant church bus. <laughs> Like a hundred pastor, I don't know, a big yellow church bus. So we're driving them mass like they would so turn like around. A bad uh, Nickelodeon movie. It's horrible. So we start darting out, and he's getting up on it, man. He's cutting people off to get to us. Well, we turned left. The bus, the is. bus with one man in it. That's it. And so he's taking off towards us. <laughs> the whole match, like, just get down, get down, turn around, keep your eyes up on the bus. Tell us where it's at. So we're whizzing down the street, and we do some loops and down some short roads and come back to exactly where we were and started doing it again. <laughs> you guys and are then wrong. The, and then the, the dude came back out, and we jetted off again. Oh, my So he goodness. never calls. He was yelling, though. I bet. So we had to paint the car that night a different color. To let them know. You had to clean your, your nosticles out so you wouldn't have the fungus. Oh, well, we had gas masks on. Them. Yeah. That was did. so kind. Yeah, messed up. All right. So anybody out there in Phoenix that lives around that area and you had a fungus attack, <laughs> now you on. know. Matt, Matt, and David. David. <laughs> Matt. Matt and David. Matt, and, Matt, and And David. if you hear of anybody dying uh, in sorry, Phoenix dude. area, not our fault. Sorry, David's Matt. fault, not mine. Sorry, Matt. 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 All right, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. If there's anything you can think of that we could do better, uh, let us know. The goal is to have something, like I said, this is a prototype, have something that you could listen to uh, on your way, on a journey, in a family trip, and just have nothing but the best of the best of uh, Nobody's Listening in That Story Show. If you have any comments or feedback or input, send it to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. We're also always looking for new stories uh, for the regular show. Um, and uh, follow us on Instagram at That Story Show. We're putting stuff up there, and you don't want to miss out on it. And thanks to our patrons for your support. We appreciate it. With special thanks to James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Yanu Streisbeck, and Carrie Wright. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed. And don't jump into a little water cooler and go into the swamp. Uh, just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next time. Looking forward to hearing your feedback at thatstoryshow at gmail.com. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.